BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Thank you for listening to Spin, the rally pod, brought to you by Dirtfish Rally School. For your chance to experience life behind the wheel of a rally car, head to drive.dirtfish.com to find the course that's right for you. What are you waiting for? We're right here waiting for you. Hello and welcome to a special edition of Spin the Rally Pod. Joining me today from afar is Colin Clark. Colin, Cole, where are you? Yeah, well, do you know what, David? Uh, I'm not going to tell you where I am, but you're right. I'm a very, very long way away. Uh, But uh, the, the wonders of modern technology. It's good to speak to you. It is. I, I think we should tell people where you are. You are on the other side of the world. And it yeah, is very much your evening in, in, in our morning. It's it's Daybreaker weekend coming up. It's We're recording it this on Thursday, the, the, the 21st of September. Before we go any further, must say a good morning to, to Dirtfish editor, Dirtfish.com editor, Luke Barry, who is also joining us from not quite so far away, Luke. No, not quite so far away from me. Nothing quite as exotic. Bonnie Scotland, though, on what is a very early morning start for you and I, David. Yes, it, it, it is. It is. But it's a very important topic. It's a it's a good reason to get out of bed in the morning. We are here, of course, to talk about Oik Tanak's return to Hyundai Motorsport. Uh, it's a story that, that we, we've been working on for quite a long time. Like everybody in the World Rally Championship, we'd all been enormously kind of intrigued about what was going to happen, where was Oik going to go. Um, and yesterday, we had it confirmed that he would be going back to Hyundai. There is a point why we didn't run that story uh, on Wednesday, the 20th of September, yesterday. Um, that was a, <laughs> that's a point that we don't really need to talk about, Luke, I suppose, is it? You know, it's a, it's a, it's, there was a kind of an agreement made between between the teams and, and the relevant parties. Uh, it, so it was a difficult day to be a journalist yesterday, I'd say. Yeah, I think David was, he'd worked so hard as he always does to try and find the story. And it's its a strange feeling when you kind of have to sort of not, I don't know if play the game is, is the right phrase to use, but you can't necessarily do what you maybe want to with it. But we understood the potential ramifications of that. So, but yeah, I, I think either way, no matter when this, when we're talking about it, it's huge news, isn't it? Huge news. And I think news that probably a lot of us didn't expect, particularly when you consider that 18 months ago, um, or less than that even, <laughs> Tanak was still a Hyundai driver, and yet he's going to be one again. It's it's quite the turnaround. Uh, it completely is. I mean, Cole, I actually called you to, to arrange this podcast when it was your very early morning um, <laughs> and sent you quite a dramatic WhatsApp message because I actually thought we were going to record it and run it last night. But <laughs> you woke to the news. Uh, and it was fair to say your your reaction. We should have recorded that. That was quite astonishing, wasn't it? Wow. Yeah. No. The, the text was dramatic enough, David. And it was you know call me PDQ. Uh, it's not <laughs> life changing, but it might be. It was something like that. <laughs> it was something like that. 
I thought, what is going on? I had absolutely no idea. But you could have knocked me over, David, when you told me the news. You really could have because it was just so unexpected. We have debated where next for Oit Tanak. You know, clearly things aren't going as well as he'd hoped at M Sport. And then you look around and you say, well, mm, Toyota, not likely. Hyundai, well, almost certainly it's not going to happen because he didn't just leave Toyota. He left, sorry, Hyundai. He left Hyundai um, a year early on his contract. He left not under a cloud, but not under the best circumstances either. Uh, and it was, for me, it was, it was the, most, the most unexpected news. And, and you have to wonder what assurances he's been given by Hyundai to persuade him to come back again because there was an awful lot that wasn't right about the relationship between Oik Tanak and the Hyundai team as it was, as it was 12 months ago, 18 months ago. Uh, he must have been given assurances and he must have in return given them assurances, David, about you know what he can do for them. So, yeah, enormous, enormous news with, with really big ramifications for lots and lots of people. Yeah, the ramifications, like you say, they they are big. But I think, Luke, it's probably worth, first of all, just investigating kind of how that scenario has come about. You know, at the end of 2022, um, Oit left a, a team that was kind of run by Julian Monser, but really kind of wasn't run by him because he was the team principal, but he wasn't the team principal. Um, and, and he left after the, that first year with the new car, which was just pretty shocking wasn't it you know he did there's no doubt when you look back to 22 to, to Monte Carlo at the top of that season the team was an absolute shambles wasn't it yeah it actually depressed me a little bit that Monte Carlo last year was as long ago as it was it doesn't feel like yeah. it was but you are completely right I think the high and die that Tanak left is not the high and die that Tanak will join and that might sound a bit silly and a bit facetious because by all intents and purposes, of course it is. It is still the same Hyundai Motorsport team. It still has Terry Neuville. It still runs an I-20N Rally 1. But as you mentioned, David, the car has developed a great deal. And I guess the key aspect is the team has developed a great deal as well. You've got a new team principal in this, Cyril Beatable. We've got a technical director, Francois Xavier de Maison. There's a new team manager. So all of the, as essentially most of the key positions in that team are filled by new people. And it would be wrong to suggest that Tanak left Hyundai only because of the team structure last year. But I think we all know that it was a, a big part. He didn't exactly pull any punches when he won Eat Pirelli. And he told us point blank that he didn't think Monse should be running the team at that yeah. time, which is quite incredible at, at that time for him to come out and say that. So, yeah, I think that's a, a key thing. And I guess with the way the WRC is now, Colin mentioned prospect of Toyota and everything but if he doesn't want to be at M-Sport anymore he only has two options so he, yeah. it, it is either Toyota or Hyundai or of course he could have walked away but we know like Tanak that was going to be very unlikely unless he absolutely had to but I, I'm with Colin it's <laughs> I did definitely didn't see it coming but I guess in a way why can't it work because he wasn't like I think people forget just how close, close. In the end, the end gap between Robin Perra and Tanak last year, I think, was twenty odd points, and it wasn't really as close as that for much of the season. But Tanak's campaign last year, as the car developed, did get really good. He had that run of mm-hmm. like two or three rally wins in a row. Yeah. Things were developing nicely. He obviously decided he wanted a, a new challenge, but with that car going in a better direction, yes, I think most would would agree that Toyota is probably still the benchmark just now, but 
if he doesn't feel he can he can necessarily do what he wants to in a Puma, I would say this is definitely his, his best bet to try and get that second chance again, which we all know he he desperately wants to get. Yeah, for me it is going to be it's going to be absolutely fascinating second time around. You know, second time around at M Sport, it it didn't work um, for a whole bunch of reasons. Uh, and like you say, Cole, you know there are ramifications for for, for that team, and it it is difficult. Uh, the cha- I think it's fair to say the World Championship is in a difficult place right now. Um, Malcolm Wilson is a man who will find a solution. He always does find a solution. Uh, th- there's nobody better than Malcolm at finding those solutions. But this this one, this is this is quite a big task. Perhaps even his his toughest task yet. Um, to get everything sorted and, and ready for 2024. But in terms of the Hyundai team, they Cyril Abitable always made it very clear that he wanted the best. He wanted the knife the sharpest. He wanted everything ready for a big battle. And you've got to say, he's he's got that now. You know, he's got, not only has he got FX de Maison, he's still got Christian Lorio, you know, two of the best technical brains in in in, in the world, really. Um, and perhaps it's no surprise that the I-20 is is making those steps forward. Mm. We know that they're saving their jokers. They've got a lot of work coming on the car in time for, for Monte Carlo. Um, and it's fair to say, Cole, that, that obviously Tanek will get back into that car with a good understanding of how it works. Yes, it, it was last year's car, but towards the tail end of last year, it was coming good. So it's not like um, he's, he's going to a Toyota, which, as we've seen from Elvin Evans's performance, you know, it's a different car. Mm. So do you see my point? He's not going to have to learn a new car, which is very difficult these days when you've got such limited testing capabilities. Um, but, but what do you think in terms yeah. of that team for next year? Yeah, you know, you know I, I just think it, it's... For me, you know, Luke mentioned, well, he wasn't going to retire. He wasn't going to step aside. I'd have said that was more likely than him going back to Hyundai. You know, Think back 12 months. Think to the Acropolis Rally 12 months ago. Hyundai's best ever result in the World Championship. Who was it that could still win the championship at the time? Oh, yeah, it was Oik Tanak. But did they consider swapping him around with Thierry Neville? No, they didn't. And it was a very different Hyundai, as we've said. But it needs a complete cultural change. Now, it's very possible that what Mr. Abutable has put in place is a complete cultural change. But there were factions that developed within that team that you have to say... You know, have, is it possible to repair the damage that, that was caused by those factions? Well, it must be, because a bit of all wouldn't have taken mm. uh, this move. He wouldn't have made this move. Some will see it as a risk. I see it as a risk. I see it as a real risk, but it's a ballsy risk. It really is. You know, Thierry Neuville yeah. wanted to be the number one driver. Thierry Neuville wanted the engineering development of that car to go the way that suited his driving. You know, he had a number two driver in Esapeka Lappi, who he could depend depend upon. He had a number three part-time driver in Danny Sordo, who he could depend upon. What happens now with Esapeka Lappi? What happens now with Thierry Neuville? Uh, you potentially you're solving one issue and you're creating other issues. Uh, but Abitable must be confident. None of these issues that we're debating here today will be news to him. He will be fully aware of the potential for once again you know, rifts within the team, factions within the team. You'll be fully aware of the dynamic that you impose on a team when you don't have a out-and-out number one driver. You have two rally winners, potentially three rally winners, 
if Lappy stays there, who knows if he's staying yet? We don't know, do we? Um, you know, they're all, it's a different situation that requires a very, very firm management and a management that understand their drivers and what they want to achieve going forward. So, yeah, ballsy is how I would describe it, David. Luke, do you think that is is a beatable that person? Can he control those those drivers? We've seen, you know, how forceful Oit Tanak can be uh, in a team and a force for good. And and my feeling is that he will go into Hyundai and he will be a he will be a force for good and he will present them as genuine world championship protagonists next year. But how accomplished do you think a beatable is at managing that situation, Luke? It's an interesting question, and I guess without being too much of a tease, we're going to find out, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, we really are going to find out. But it is hard. It is definitely going to be his biggest, and it's again a bit dramatic to say because he's only been in the World Rally Championship for at this point not even twelve months. But it's definitely going to be the biggest test he has faced. But we have seen that he's not been afraid to implement and go with big calls. I think we all remember Sweden this year when, as early as the mm-hmm. second round, he was putting out his stalls to who they were backing in the driver's championship. So he does have the ability to, whether that was his decision or not, he's followed through in an instruction and he will stick to it. And this is the thing. And this is where I have to say, it's worth just saying a bit of a shout out to Julian Monse from last year, because the job he had was so incredibly difficult because he didn't have full control of the team. He couldn't do what he wanted because he was in a deputy position. But now they have somebody, which Tanak was calling for, they have somebody that is a genuine they are the leader. Everybody knows that that's the man who, where the final buck stops with. How it works out is, I honestly don't know. And it, this this is a tantalising and exciting thing for me. As you say, I don't think maybe the sort of driver relation part that I say quote-unquote issues with Thierry Neuville were perhaps overplayed by some last year. But that's still a factor to bear in as well. You've got two very clearly hungry drivers who want to win a driver's championship in in a team. And, and it's not to say that Lappy this year doesn't want to do that, but the great balance Hyundai found this year is he had a driver that was very clearly already at the level that was fighting, then one that was trying to get there, and actually one that ended up having a very similar sort of need and car philosophy requirement to Thierry, which we know Oi doesn't. Mm. So I guess that's another factor to, to factor in as well. Um but just going back to what Colin said, it's interesting, actually, because in a way, I don't know why I said what I said, because I'm, I'm with him as well. I, I think if you'd, you'd have asked me, would I see Oit Tanak retiring or maybe retiring or taking a sabbatical or going to Hyundai? I probably would have said that sabbatical was more likely because um, this, this just didn't seem like it was on the cards. But I absolutely love the fact that it is. I know I've not reacted really your question very well there, David. I've done a usual sidestep. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. But, you, you have. And, and race. Sorry, mate. Carry on. Yeah, no, I was going to say, but you know, point I kind of tried to make, but badly at the start was that yeah, I'm I'm absolutely sure that Hyundai have offered Tanak assurances, but more importantly, more importantly, what has Tanak offered Hyundai? Because don't forget, last year I don't think he said a single good word about the team, not a single good word, not even when he was winning. You know, he certainly didn't say anything good about Monsi. Um, there was very little. He did. He said he was a nice guy. He said he was a nice guy. That's absolutely true. He did. Which and, he absolutely is. He, he is one of the loveliest guys to have graced the service park in many years, Julian Monse, and, and, and gets so little credit for what he achieved. You know, more wins in a season than anyone else in charge of Hyundai. You know, uh, mm. and from, you know, in terms of how he developed that car from an absolute pile of whatever 
into a rally winning car was was astonishing. But anyway, my, my point is, you know, what kind of assurances do we think that Tanak has given, has had to give to get that place back? You know, I don't know, but I, I suspect there'll be some. I, I, I'm not sure that he would even consider giving assurances. I think he would potentially walk into that meeting and say, I'm Oit Tanak. I'm the 2019 World Rally Champion. Look at what I did that year. Look at what I did in 18. That's what I can do for you. Uh, give me the car um, and, and I'll deliver. What What's a really interesting point? You know, I would love to to know. Obviously, we know that Cyril Abitaboul and Thierry Neville are, are close. Um, and Thierry worked hard to get Cyril into that, into that position. Um, how much do we think was Thierry Neville part of this process? Throughout mm. my investigations yesterday the one question that kept coming up was do we think Thierry knows do we think Thierry knows and the overwhelming feeling was that that Thierry didn't know um that this was coming um and it it, it I would feel that when Tanak joined um at the start of whatever year it was say 2020 uh, it was different, wasn't it? Because they were both in their early 30s. They're both 35 years old now. So, you know, they're, Tanak desperately, as we know, wants a second world championship. <coughs> Excuse me. And Thierry, of course, even more desperately wants a first world championship. And time is running out for both of them. Um, so perhaps the position is slightly different to where it was four years ago um, when they first met as teammates. Uh, and perhaps there won't be quite the same tolerances. Because they, as I say, they both know that window is closing uh, to get a to get a title. It it is going to be a very interesting dynamic, isn't it? Yeah, it's not a huge amount different, David, from when they first came together. Not a huge amount different, and we saw how that ended. Um, and yeah, you know, maybe we did overplay the rift, if you like, between Neuville and Tanak. But for sure, there were two very forceful opinions who were actually they were certainly not aligned. There was not an awful lot of harmony in terms of the way they saw things going, certainly last year at Hyundai. Um, I don't know. I, as I say, I just think uh, fair play to Mr. Abitable for giving it a go. Uh, you know, he, he he will do whatever he thinks is right for the team. He, he came in early this year. He's done a decent job this year. He said some very, very interesting things. He's a man with clearly experience, um, you know, Formula One experience. Uh, he's come into rallying. Took a little while for a lot of people to warm to him. Uh, but he's clearly a man, if, if what you say is correct, David, and perhaps Neuville wasn't part of these negotiations, he's clearly a man who feels that, yeah, uh, you know, I know who the boss is in this team. I can play the game where I can get the best out of my drivers. I can put my arm around the drivers when they need it. But I am the boss. I am the man yeah. who ultimately is charged with bringing world championship titles to this team. And I know how to do it best. Uh, that is a good yeah. sign because that team will not work without that force of character at the very top. All rallying, one source. By now, you know that Dirtfish.com is the place to go for all of your rallying news. But when it's time to try your hand behind the wheel, just join us here at Dirtfish Rally School, nestled in the Cascade Mountains in Snoqualmie, Washington. Whether you're a pro seeking extra seat time or a novice looking to get started, we've got programs tailored to all rallying needs. And when you want to watch the best in the world, just head over to our YouTube channel. Our coverage of the WRC and American rallying is second to none. Follow us at Dirtfish Rally across all social media platforms and shop the latest looks in our merchandise store now. As always, rally on.
What do you think, Luke? How do you see it playing out? I guess just to answer your original question and in a way the counterpoint to, to Colin's argument, if Thierry was involved in these discussions, then fair play to him because it would be incredibly easy to... And again, I don't want to say settle with Lappy because that sort of signifies that Lappy's not a stern challenge. Of course he is. But we all know that Tanak proposes something different. He's a different dynamic to have within the team. It is, as I said earlier, those two very clear number ones vying to try and be the number one. It's sometimes a challenge that not can break teams, but it can certainly test them and challenge them and sometimes is counterproductive. I looked at Hyundai's lineup this year and thought they actually managed to find the perfect equilibrium of sort of driver positioning and, and everything else. So mm. it is, as we said before, it is a bit of a risk to, to sort of essentially upset that balance they already have. But equally, if you've got a driver like Oik Tanak who's, who's willing to join your team, <laughs> you consider it because everybody knows yeah. what he can do behind the wheel of a rally car. Um, the dynamic part, as you, as you... So go on, go on, Colin. No, 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 sorry, Luke, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's very rude of me to interrupt you. And I, I'll try not to do it again. I'm glad it's not just me. No, no, it's mainly me, and I do apologise. But, but here's something that's just popped into my mind. You know, is it beatable saying, I'm going to take the, the, the Constructors title here? You know, I'm going to take the Constructors title. You know, this is, I'm giving myself, I've got two winners. If one fails, the other one's there. I don't care who wins the Drivers' Championship. All I'm interested in is making sure I give myself the best possible chance of winning the manufacturer's title. And I suspect that that's a fairly big part of his thinking because I don't see how with those two drivers there, you know, it's not going to be easy. As, as Luke said, I think they had the perfect setup this year for a push for the driver's title. Next year, you know, is it all about the constructors, the manufacturer's championship? I suspect it is. In that case, I think he's gone with the wrong lineup. Because I think potentially there is always potential, you know, that you look back to the greats, to the to the Prost Senna, to those. Okay, very very different. They fought on track, but psychologically within a team, they could, you know, you can destroy each other. Uh, but equally, I suppose in rallying, we've seen massive massive rivalries within the team, Sainz, McRae, those kind of things that that actually you can still win championships that way, drivers' titles that way. But for me, I think like Luke said, this this year was the the perfect setup to go for the manufacturer's um, title. But yeah, it's it's not working so far. But just to, I think we, we need to, to wrap up um, reasonably quickly. Colin has a, a an appointment um, <laughs> down under with, with, with some some lovely people from the Daybreaker Rally. And hello Thanks, to David. the people from the Daybreaker Rally. Have uh, you thought of a funny story for me to tell yet? I haven't. I'm desperately trying to do two things at once. <laughs> desperately trying to think of this funny Rally New Zealand story that I might have told you. Um, it, it's not coming to me so far. But oh, just dear. a very, very quick one on on uh, EP, on Esapekalapi. I think the thinking is that he will stay um, in the team and he will either drive um, as a full-time third, third car or as a part-time third car. You know, well, it, it, that remains to be seen. Temu Sunanen, a lot hinges, I think, on on how he performs in CER specifically and in Central Europe Rally. The Hyundai's given him this opportunity on tarmac to see what he can do. That's crucial for him. Um, and it, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. Sadly, I think the one guy who is going to lose is Danny Sordo, um, who, you know, I think we've seen that coming, Cole, with with Cyril Abitable's kind of attitude and approach to yeah. Danny that he hasn't been terribly 
warm to him. No, no, it's been obvious. You know, he he, he kind of told us, didn't he, when mm. Danny turned up in... Where did he turn up? A rally he wasn't driving. can't remember where it was. Estonia, uh, was it? Or I somewhere. think it was Estonia. You're right, it was Estonia. Yeah. And, and Abitable said he's here to discuss the future. Um, what that future is, we don't know. It could take any form. And he certainly... You know, but the, the, the view then was he was talking about some sort of management role, maybe a mentoring role. That was a surprise. And then, you know, again, just at the Acropolis rally, when I said, you know, he's the perfect, the perfect team player, he, he turned around and kind of scoffed and went, well, you've got a soft spot for Danny. Well, well no, Danny Sordo is a man that, that delivers and, and, and delivers consistently um, with some degree of reliability. But, but, you know, they've got a bit of a conflict here because they've talked about Hyundai investing in the future. They've talked about being in the championship for the long term, backing young drivers. Uh, so, you know, to do that, you've kind of got to say to a Danny Sordo, I'm really sorry, but, you know, we've appreciated your efforts over the years, but it's time to move aside now. So, yeah, I could yeah. see that happening. I could see a, a, a lappy Sunanen car quite easily to see where Sunanen can bring his form to. We'll have to see, but it, it's just, you know, being inside a Bittable's head right now and knowing what he's working out uh, would be really quite fascinating. And I'm sure over the coming days and weeks, we will find out a little bit more about the thinking behind it all. Absolutely. And you will stay tuned to dirtfish.com to find out all of those thoughts. We'll tell you, hopefully, everything that is going on, not only in Cyril Beatable's head, but in Oik and Thierry Neville's head. We intend to get into all of their heads, find out what's in there, and bring it all to you. So thank you very much, Colt. You go and tell your funny stories in New Zealand. Uh, Luke... <laughs> Maybe ugh, at this early hour, I think perhaps I was going to say we'll go back to bed, but we'll go back to our respective beds, perhaps, uh, and, and reconvene for... for it's not a vicious <laughs> rumour, David. Across the service park there. We'll go back for a second breakfast sometime later. Uh, but thank you, boys, very much this morning. And, yeah, as I say, stay tuned to all of our socials. Stay tuned to dirtfish.com for all the news. Mm-hmm.